I bet you this has happened to you. You get invited to a party, and when you walk into the party, you realize that you don't know anybody in the room. I mean, that can be intimidating, it can be awkward, it can be straight up uncomfortable. Or, if you have the right mindset, this could be the best thing that can happen to you. On this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood, I'm gonna help you transform what could be an awkward and uncomfortable situation into one experience of great opportunity and enjoyment. Welcome to The Gentleman's Brotherhood. Welcome to The Gentleman's Brotherhood. This is a program dedicated to helping you become a better man today. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me discussing this topic. You see, for as long as I can remember, I've been an outgoing individual. I've never had much of trouble meeting people. But in a group setting where I don't know a lot of people, this can be a little bit intimidating to me. And as I've grown older, I've been involved in more organizations and different business opportunities that require me working the room, go, going around, getting to meet people, getting to take and transform complete strangers into contacts, friends, business partners, etc. So I want to share some things with you that I've learned over the years and that I've learned from other people that has transformed that experience of intimidation for being in front of a group or being in front of a crowd and has made it a way more enjoyable situation. First, I'll start with one of my earliest examples of someone having the confidence and the comfort to work a room. And it was from uh, my grandmother, Tomasa Valentin. This lady, I would travel with her to many places But one thing that I always remember fondly is how she had no trouble whatsoever engaging in a conversation with a complete strangers. We could be at the line at the bank and she would talk to the person behind her. Or we could be at the supermarket and she would engage with a conversation with the person at the register. Or a memorable moment that I'm sure my father will remember. We were at a restaurant sitting at a table, enjoying her meal, and she turned around and started speaking to the people from the table next to us. My dad was mortified, but she had no barriers when it came to meeting complete strangers and transforming them into friends. This is obviously an example that I would want to emulate without embarrassing my dad, obviously. (laughs) So I wanted to start by sharing one recent, very recent example for me. I was recently invited to be a part of a educational program in my community. Uh, It was the School of Government for the city of Kissimmee. And this is a program open for people who want to learn more about the government, who want to explore the possibility of getting involved in a civic capacity in their city. And it it was a group of maybe 30, 40 individuals. 
The first day that I show up, obviously, it's a room full of people. Fortunately, there were at least two people within this group that I that I knew. So that eases up that initial resistance. So the first thing to do here, of course, is to reach to those individuals and say hello. But I would have missed out on great opportunities and great connections if for the remainder of the program, which lasted over nine weeks, if I had limited my interactions to only the people that I knew. And what I want to convey to you is the importance of learning how to be more comfortable with getting to interact with people that you perhaps don't know and transform those uh, into friendships or um, partners, collaborators, whatever you want to call it. So here's here was my approach. Every single week, whenever we met, although I was becoming more comfortable with a group of them, there were a couple of people that I started getting to know better, starting to find things in common. I wanted to give myself the opportunity to always connect with someone new at every single meeting. And you may think, oh my God, you're putting yourself in an even more difficult situation. You're already dealing with people that you don't know. Uh, why wouldn't you just stick with the people that you've gotten to meet already? I could have done that, but that would have been part of me settling in to my comfort zone, me feeling more comfortable. In this case, it would have been more advantageous for me to take that same energy and meet someone that I haven't met before and get to explore that kind of connection. First, I want to share with you some of the benefits of working the room. You may say, Juan, what do you mean by working the room? What I mean is interacting with as many people in a room as possible. In a business setting, getting to interact with as many participants of a meeting can help you solve problems better. It can help you get to know the strengths and weaknesses of the rest of the team. In a party, you may get to know someone or get to be introduced to someone who you would otherwise have missed. Expanding your group of contacts, your group of friends uh, is, is important, of course, but here you want to give yourself an opportunity not to miss on a potential connection with another individual. The more you get to do this, the more you get to work a room, the easier it becomes. It's less awkward. You become uh, more acquainted with interacting with strangers. And I'm going to share some uh, easier tips on how to get this done later in this episode. If you think about interacting with strangers, some people see this as a painful interaction. It's almost akin to getting hurt because it's so awkward. It's so uncomfortable. Just think that the more you're exposed to this kind of dynamic, the easier it becomes for you to be more engaged with strangers and build new relationships. This all reminds me of an episode of The Simpsons where they had a song that said, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met. That never escaped my mind. I always remember that. Whenever I'm in a room of strangers, I remember that song a stranger is just a friend you haven't met. And it's true. Every single person that you know today, other than your family, was a stranger at some point. But life had its way and was able to connect you. And now they're no longer strangers. They're your friends or your acquaintances. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. 
This program is made possible in part by the Gentleman's Brotherhood Store, featuring an exclusive line of apparel designed to not only look good, but to spread a most needed message. We invite you to look at our growing collection and support our brotherhood through your purchase. For details, go to thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. And now, back to our show. One thing that I did that helped me tremendously in getting rid of that fear of engaging with, with strangers was to be part of a group called Toastmasters. If you've heard of Toastmasters before, if this is something that sounds interesting to you, I highly recommend it. It's, a, it's an organization where people come together to practice the art of public speaking. And through the dynamic and the, the system that they've developed, it helps you be more at ease standing in front of a crowd or standing in front of strangers and having a conversation with them. But one of the things that I enjoyed about it that made it challenging and rewarding was that we had visitors all over the from all over the world, all over the country. They came to these meetings and gave us an opportunity to interact with them, uh, hear them speak. They would hear us speak. So we were out of our comfort zone with people that until that point were complete strangers. But now through that interaction, we would have the opportunity to get to know them better. Now, as a result of this, I, I took my public speaking career more seriously. I began traveling and speaking, uh, doing different speaking engagements. And this really put me to the test. How could I work my way into a room and engage with complete strangers? Many instances, whenever I travel to speak, I don't know a single person in the room. Whereas if I'm going to Toastmasters or going to my local uh, school of government meeting, at least I know a couple of people, which makes it easier for me to get to get started. Almost the, the pump is primed at that point, right? But while traveling for speaking engagements, I knew nobody. So what I took to task was the following. I would try to get there early so that I get a chance to meet as many people as I could, and build connections with people. And I would do so through the art of small, small talk. And I'll, t I'll tell you about that in a second. But this gave me an opportunity to get to meet people that I've never met before, engage in a brief yet catalytic conversation that would help me in my engagement with the entirety of the group. Also, after the speech, I would stick around and I would get to meet other people. I would be introduced to new people. I would get to engage in conversations with other people that perhaps I had not met before that day and get an opportunity to, to know the group better. So those were things that really helped me. But I would go around the room, person to person, greeting them, saying hello, asking them questions, engaging in some small talk. So let's talk about small talk for a second. I'll have to confess, I used to detest small talk. I used to have a very negative opinion as to small talk because I thought, why are people engaging in these trivial conversations that really add nothing to, to the other person? 
oh, what route did you take coming over here? Or, oh, did you see the news? This happened. Or asking about the score of some sports team. So I used to think of it as a waste of time. But boy, was I wrong. Small talk is a crucial element in getting to know people. Think about it this way. Small talk can be the litmus test that lets you understand another person's position about something before you engage in something even deeper. It almost gives you a preview of what kind of person this is. What kind of topics are they open to discuss? What kind of attitude do they have when speaking? Are they, are they, are they good listeners? Are they good conversationalists? These are all the questions that are being answered whenever you're engaging in what seems to be a simple communication ritual. But it has a way deeper importance in a conversation. When you engage in, in small talk, you're opening the door to see what kind of deep conversations you can have with this individual in the future. I'm going to link to a, an article on Forbes about the benefits of small talk. And I'm share, I'll share some of those with you right now. They describe that small talk opens the door to finding common ground, getting to understand if you have any shared interests with the other person. So instead of just going in cold and bring a topic that could be controversial or could be difficult to, to deal with, here you are through a series of questions and answers and, and little exchanges, you get to see, is this a conversation that this person would enjoy? Will this be a topic that would be good for us to have? Another opportunity that it gives you is that it improves your active listening skills. Now, the, the operative word here is active. Because one thing is for you to listen to another person. Another is for you to actively listen. The main difference here is that you're really engaged in listening, understanding, and formulating a series of engaging questions or, or that can probe further into the topic. So there are people that are just not good listeners. They'll bob their head while they're looking at you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or they, they make that sound. Does that bother you? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they're not even listening. <laughs> Sometimes they're just formulating whatever uh, thing they're going to say to you as opposed to really engaging and asking further details. So that helps you figure out what you can, what kind of conversations you can have with that individual. Another benefit that small talk has is that it helps you work that muscle of social discomfort. When you perhaps used to be uncomfortable engaging in small talk with other people, the more you get to do it, the better at it you get. And the, the less anxiety that you will experience when communicating with people that you haven't met yet. And like I said before, the final benefit that is lined up in the, in the article is that it it lays the groundwork for even deeper, more meaningful conversations. Even if you can't have those conversations at that very moment, 
when you meet again, at least you are familiar with whatever common ground you guys have. And then you can engage in a conversation that perhaps is more meaningful, more engaging, more exciting. So small talk has amazing benefits that you can enjoy in the process of working the room. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of small talk, different things, different words, different questions that can serve as prompts for you to dig deeper into the connection you may have with another individual. The first one I already mentioned, traffic. Inevitably, this happens, especially when there's an age gap between the people that are meeting. There's always that question, oh, how did you get here? What route did you take? Or did you just fly in? What, what airport? That kind of transportation communication may seem simple at first, but like we said before, it's it lays the ground for deeper, more profound conversations. The weather. I live in Florida, and trust me, it's easy for me to bring up the weather and start a conversation where I'm uh, either complaining about the heat or complaining about how cold it got all of a sudden. So those are uh, some of the examples that you can use. And here's how it would look. If if you greet an individual, hey, how are you doing? Oh my God, isn't it hot today? I expected it to be a little bit colder. I think I overdressed. That is a very simple way to get started in a conversation. The person may uh, respond to that and you're on your way to having more uh, more exchanges. Food or drink, that's a super easy one, especially on a party setting, right? If you go to the table where they're serving food or drinks, the person next to you, you can make a comment about whatever is being served, or you can ask someone about whatever they just ate or drank, and that can get started a conversation easily. Oh, how did you like the, the wine? Do you prefer red or white? See, those are simple, small talk questions that you can ask in the process of working the room. But again, they open the door to bigger, better, more profound conversations. Now, small talk also serves a another purpose. It gives the other individual more chances to speak about themselves. Let's admit it. Most people we come across, they love talking about themselves. They love telling you about their kids. They love telling you about their life story, their travel, their adventures, you name it. People love the sound of their voice. Let them. <laughs> Let them speak about themselves because that gives you more places for you to plug in another question or get to know them better and then engage in a, a proper dialogue. So I hope these have been tips that can help you whenever you find yourself in a similar situation where you don't know a lot of the people in the room, you can more confidently go in, put some of these tips to the test, and finally get to meet one of these strangers and transform them into a friend, into a colleague, into a partner, whatever it is that you're looking for. If you found this program to be informative, you enjoyed it, please do us a favor and make sure that you share this with someone else. There are a lot of people out there that are completely frightened to encounter themselves in a situation where they don't know anybody. 
These tips can help them break the ice, get to meet new friends, and who knows, maybe meet the right person for, for their lives. So make sure to share this. And I want to thank all of you who have been supporting this show by becoming members of our Patreon group. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda, you get to gain early access to all the videos and audios that come through the Gentleman's Brotherhood. We give you access to behind-the-scenes information. We even make you a part of the decision-making of what topics we're going to discuss in future episodes. So if that sounds like something you would enjoy, please make sure to go to patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda and consider joining our group of supporters. So I hope all of this has been helpful to you, and I hope to see you here again next time. And until then, I wish you courage and courtesy. Hey, before you switch to the next podcast, let me ask you a question. Did you find this episode enjoyable? Did you find any part of it edifying or informative? If so, please consider supporting our show by choosing one of these options. Mainly by sharing it with other men through social media or through your own blog. By leaving a brief rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Or simply by making a purchase in our store at thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. Regardless of the way in which you choose to support the show, thank you.